both of us facing our fears, it helps us meet one another on our individual paths where we cross paths. And that's right. what really has fueled me to just go for it, no matter what my it is, because I'm gonna meet meet like-minded people and they we really are torches to one another. So like I really do appreciate mm. your life. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, so thank you everyone for joining another live episode of the CC America podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and I am here with the oh-so-fabulous and beautiful dope sister, Kamani Amore. Welcome. Hey, thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Really, I just want you to know that you made this happen, I feel like, in less than a month or within the 30 days of meeting you and like just to see how hard you go for your personal brand and then for this podcast and your blog. Like, I'm impressed, really, even to the invite. Like, I was like, thank you. you. I have to put yes, no, maybe add it to my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, And actually, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that is one of my goals is to really be able to inspire people, share my faith, um, be able to inspire, uplift, and then hear how life is transforming for other people. Because I feel like we have so much in common and a lot of times because we don't share our stories like you and I, we were talking about, um, even when we first met, a lot of times, many of us don't really share either what we're working on, what we're going through. And so I just wanted to provide a platform for other people to be able to share as well. So I call it being about that fit life. So <laughs> um, meaning faith, inspiration and transformation. So yeah. I'm excited that you I like here. that. That's great. That's- <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cause th- <laughs> that's good. I don't want to get too deep too soon, but that's great. Oh, well, we're going to talk about it. And that's actually, so (laughs) when you and I met, I was like, oh my gosh, like she is so about that fit life because everything that you are, everything you've done, I was like, wow, like you are so accomplished. So I'm so excited that you're able to join today. Um, So (laughs) it seems like it's a long road ahead. (laughs) It is, but you got it. You got this. So um, before we um, get started, I do want to formally introduce Kamani Amore. She is um, an awesome artist who's creating a wave pool of hip hop while emotionally chilling with the greatest girl groups of all time. I love that. Her sound is rhythmic, upbeat, and sensual. She is releasing her debut album, Cody, in January 2021, so we will be sure to promote that as well. Um, Kamani Amore is a writer of songs, books, and films, and her first novel, Unsaid, will be available very soon. So Kamani Amore works closely with creativity and movement to improve wellness in the areas of autism and Alzheimer's. Um, So we will talk a little bit more about that as well as we go throughout the show. She passionately works in her community with creative and intellectual leaders through thought-provoking projects, performances, and youth advocacy. So let me tell you, I think it's really clear why she's here, but I want to let Kamani Amor tell us more about her and her brand. So when I first started Kamani Amor, I started it 
as well actually all right look so <laughs> i found the name kamani first because i was looking up baby names yeah so i came across this blog that said kamani uh means beautiful and sweet right so right. i didn't have a baby so i was like okay this could be my rap name because at first i was going by star i have a star on my hand right here on my hands not Oh, nice. Okay, I can see it. I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to mining. And like learning Spanish was my favorite thing to do at that time. So I was like, I'm putting more behind it. And it became Kamani more. So when I started pursuing music, because it was my rap name originally, um, I used to tell everyone, it translates to me, love the one who's beautiful and sweet. And then oh. a lot of things happened that put my back against the wall. Like, I'm not always the most sweet and beautiful person. <laughs> Ever. So right now my brand has carried over to me love pouring into and from something of value. Um, it's a reference to Sidney Potier in this movie that he played in um, okay. something of value. And he played the character Kamani. So I just discovered that within a name last summer when I had to like feel like I had to really dig wow. into my purpose as to why I have this public platform and what I'm doing with it. Oh, wow. I love that. But yeah, so my brand is all about value, uh, pouring into other people and doing it from a very genuine and authentic place. So like, what's your, what's your backstory? If someone were to ask you, like, how did you get to where you are now and even pursuing your um, career in music and songwriting and writing um, and film? Like, how did you get to where you are now from where you were? Um, well, originally, y'all, I just got to shout my high school out, Matoka High School. They issued a girl a laptop all four years, and <laughs> kids are going to be kids, so we figured out a way to get settings on our computer so I could record on my computer, and that's where it started. Um, then I went to college, and I used to tell everyone that I wasn't no artist, but I used to invite everyone to my house to record. And um, oh wow! So like I used to play the the background a lot, and I think like I I learned from people. I picked up or I realized that the only reason why I was playing the background is because I didn't want to step into light. And with mm. like you know, uh, I guess when you decide to put yourself out as a representative or as a speaker like it's fears that come about that but what what helped me get over my fear is i moved to washington dc well i moved to maryland gary morgan boulevard fedex field for those who are familiar marylanders ooh. and i was in um southwest dc and um, simultaneously, I had a drama class while I was pursuing music and I was teaching my students to be less afraid and be free on stage. And I was learning those same lessons and I was able to take those lessons and apply to my artistry and, uh, you know, just face my fears and be okay with public speaking, <laughs> public speaking. But uh it's it's so much. I don't. It's so much into how I got to it. Really being a brand that caters to other people and to empowering yeah. other people into my community. It was all. It, it's just all of seeing people around me and really paying attention to the needs of others, um, for sure. Um, but it it had a lot of fear in it that I had to overcome to get to this place. <laughs> I'm still overcoming it. 
And you're doing a great job. So even you like joining tonight, I mean, that's a testament to you like stepping out in faith and being able to keep moving, even when sometimes we may not know where all the steps are or not where all the steps are, but we can't see them all. And so um, I think that is the hard part with regard to stepping in faith um, and moving past fear. But all of us, if we keep it real, all of us have fear. Even myself, like I have fear quite often, even though people may not see it, but behind the scenes, (laughs) you might like, you get nervous. You're like, okay, you know, what is the purpose in this? Is it really worth it? Is this really helping people? And then you, every now and then you get that, that message that reminds you to keep going, that what you're doing is helpful. So I'm sure all of the individuals that you are working with when you were recording, when you were in school, when you were living up here in Maryland, like in DC, that area, I know that you were inspiring people, even sometimes when we may not feel like we are. Right, I feel like I got way more inspired by being in that city. I'm grateful to this day that I performed in 2015 up and down the East Coast with hardly any music recorded, maybe like three songs of, and I was doing 30 minute sets. Like my very first show, um, I did a 30 minute set and I had just been setting the tone and I always had mixes uh, for artists. Y'all understand like when it started at showcase or any level you on, um, you can have a track list or you can have somebody mix your songs. I always started out. I started out with a mix. Like, so I'm always nice. was moving and transitioning on stage, but yes, DC inspired me. One of my favorite artists is Marvin Gaye. And I just, every time I walked through the city, I just felt like his brilliance. <laughs> Right. It's like I'm absorbing it. And you know what? With us talking about fear and like both of us facing our fears, it helps us meet one another on our individual paths, but we cross paths. And that's right. what really has fueled me to just go forward no matter what my it is, because I'm gonna meet meet like-minded people and they we really are torches to one another. So like I really do appreciate mm. your life. I love that. I love how you put that like in terms of it's so true. Um, like I know in the word it says iron sharpens iron, but I love how you put that. Like we're torches to one another. It's true because so often it's easy to like blow out our own flame before we can even get to that next level. Yeah. Um, how did you overcome your your fear to actually be on stage? So I know based on what you shared, like music recording is something that started even from high school. But like, how did you, I guess, make the transition from being someone who was observing and getting inspired by other people to taking that leap to get on stage? Well, fortunately, I had a manager at a very early start in my career who really helped bring me out my shell as well because um, she would, like, say, she would suggest I rehearse. So I was more prepared. And even if I didn't hit every mark or every cue, I had a guide, I had, I had guidance. Um, I started opening my spirit more. So it wasn't like I was in my head about it. It was more so letting the chief flow, letting God work through me. Um, yeah, so rehearsing, that really helped me get out of my fear because the less I felt prepared, I mean, the more I felt prepared, the better performer I really was. And you really don't know what to anticipate 
for for me as an artist, when I get on the stage, I'm always nervous. You really don't know. I don't know what to anticipate. Right. I crowd um, reactions all the time, but it's just those very few seconds that even if one person in the audience acknowledge you, because granted, in this art, is some type of self-centeredness and narcissism mm. that comes with this trade that you just got to know what's what's supposed to be fed into it and what's not but an audience that participate one person or a thousand people it it helps it helps for the next person enjoyment of, okay of my show yeah very nice so i know you mentioned touring up and down like the east um the east coast um, and I know when you and I met, you had mentioned traveling, like even out to the West Coast for different yeah, things. Yeah, I lived there. Yeah. Very nice. Like, <laughs> can you tell us who some of the artists were that you um, opened for? Um, well, not really. No, like I've never been on a show where I opened. I've been on the same ticket at the same festivals with some names. Um, okay. I mean, like I've met everyone from Kalani to Ty Dollar Sign, Money Main, Trey Songs. Um, when I was just nineteen, I want to say twenty-one, but I it wasn't twenty-one. I was younger than that. About nineteen years old, um, I got an opportunity to go to Chris Brown house for one of his birthday parties. So nice. like, I've been meeting people that's been. <laughs> been performing on stages i've never opened up with for a big name yet but i have very grateful and very appreciative that these stars i've been on the same ticket with them and that's like that's a blessing (laughs) amen to that sis so actually you know what so it's so funny that you mentioned that um, and I love that you say yet, because that's the faith kicking in where you're like, you know what, one day I am going to be, yeah. you know, on the same ticket or not on the same ticket, but I'm going to be headlining or in, on the same shows as some of these big yeah. names. Um, no, really? Yeah. And I think you you definitely continue to shoot for the stars. And like, I know some people will get starstruck when they meet people like this, how do you avoid that? Because you brought up a really good um, point earlier about like the narcissism that could come with different trades or just how we esteem ourselves. So how do you allow yourself to remain humble, but then also not hold yourself back by being too humble? Right. So I think meeting some of these star celebrities came from meeting them young and just being naive and just not even knowing if I'm being fanned out or like, <laughs> going crazy. I'm just like, ah, I could be here. Now, when my level of awareness came that, wow, I get to be here. Like, how do I acknowledge that? Like, wow, mom in this room, I start losing it, like feeling like shrinking, like, uh, but then, um, I told myself, these are my peers. This is like any other profession, any other industry. If I was a teacher, I would have to go talk to the the, instructional designer, just like I would have to talk to the secretary, the principal, whomever, the parent. Um, So yeah, I just started looking at these artists, at these great entrepreneurs, as these great founders and CEOs as these are my peers. This is the industry Mm -hmm. I work in. And I want to go in that room being authentic so I can't be all in my head about focusing on who they are, I need to be within myself focusing on who I am. Because you can get lost in rooms like like that. 
That is so real, like focus. I love that. And I know earlier you had mentioned Marvin Gaye was one of your inspirations um, in terms of like music. So wh- why was he such an inspiration in your life? Personal, his personal life. Um, I go through a bit of trouble sometimes with my family. It's also one of my one of the things that I'm most passionate about is family and I value it so much but having a career where I have to distance myself sometimes and especially as an artist and having that overwhelmingly like privilege to reflect it's like I can't be around my family and absorb everyone because that's going to always be coming out of my art and everyone doesn't understand like everyone doesn't want to be talked about that's fair um so with Marvin Gaye, like I knew he had troubles with his father. I mean, I know that's how he was killed by his father. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how much, well, don't even want to ask that question, but that's very up there for trouble within a, a family. Right. But I also learned that he had a love affair and how he got over it was create a mm-hmm. tape. I, I think he created a tape with it about his ex-wife or named it after his ex-wife and all the wow. money he made that. Um, that's what helped him get back on his feet and uh, find that stability. And after watching his doc, well, I think I was watching Sam Cooke documentary, but I believe they kind of work closely. Okay. Uh, after watching um, that documentary and seeing even more about his younger self, I'm just like, wow, he was just so full of life and he didn't mind using his platform to talk about things that actually matter like he has two songs mm-hmm. where he's got sexual healing and things like that and let's get it on and then you have the Marvin Gaye that's like what's going on what's going right. on like it's really you know really speaking into our culture and I mean he's from DC government <laughs> 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 I, I believe him <laughs> um well I, I love this your your passion for music and that definitely shines through and even the fact that you went so far as to explore his story and how that translates to like how we are today and there's so there's still so much still going on till this day and I know when you and I talked we talked about like just a few things and it was a really short meeting um just because I know I had to run and grab my daughter but in that short amount of time, I was like, oh my gosh, like she's so dope and I love your spirit and your energy as well. And I was like, wow, she's doing a lot and you've accomplished a lot and I knew you were doing more. And I said, wow, that is so awesome. I prayed high, fast throughout the year for honorable victories, right? Oh, and like, even true. in this moment, I feel like this is a very honorable victory to you to even be pointing to me like this and like giving me the opportunity to grow and receiving to like receive what you're saying. Um, because like I said, this, this entertainment arts and like goal setting type of career, it's great, but the, it has a other side to it. It has a lot of shadow, shadowy sides to it that, you know, we have to face our shadows. So right. it does not come with, it comes with like having to have courage. So Sometimes I don't feel like I always have courage. Like, I don't always feel like I'm being as full in what I'm doing or as 100% as I can be. And I've been, like, I felt the the energy from people who was like, you're doing too much. Like, you here, there, and this, and this, and this. And it's like, 
I'm finally coming into a light where it's like, but I'm multi-hyphenate or I'm multi-dimensional or, you know, I'm spirited. <laughs> and I just want more, like more youth, like to just really understand that more, especially our our colors, our, our shades to really understand that you have to be full and start pouring mm. from full cups and not like, when you're half full or feeling that's happy. so real that that's um that's an interesting point that you bring up because sometimes i don't even know if we know when our cup is not full so what see i don't think we really know uh, let me tell you how i i think the scripture was matthew i have my bible right here see okay because this got me together I, think it's mad. I love it and okay. you know it's funny I, I like I'm similar to you in that I will grab it or I'll look at the Bible app and I'm like wait a minute what does it say about this <laughs> girl look, let me tell you okay this is my book all right I read this is Matthew 8 18 through 22, I'm about to read it. The cost okay. of following Jesus. It says, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. Then a teacher of that law came to him and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Like that passage mm -hmm. and I relates to what you're saying to me is that you may think you want to do this and that or follow people to the great ends of the world. But if you don't check what you think you have going on, then you're going to be at halts or we're going to begin. Well, I begin at halts and I begin stuck in because I'd be thinking like I want to do something or I can do something just off of my title or off of my experiences or off the love that I have just for people. And it don't work like that. It, that is, mm -mm. it don't work like that for me. But those, that scripture is what got me to that place of what you're saying. Like, hold on. I don't really want to go there just yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, you know, that's interesting because I, I, so one of the things I wanted to look up because you had mentioned like being spirited and I am one of those people too, where I feel like I'm a, I'll say a Jill of all trades because yeah. we have so many things we want to do, so many things we want to accomplish. And I don't know about you, but like literally, like it said in Matthew, let the, bury, the dead bury the dead. But I literally had a fear of dying to the point mm -hmm. that I felt like, I would leave this earth and not do what God has called me to do. Mm. And that scared the life out of me because yes. I was like, wait a minute. I, and honestly, the podcast started because I could have possibly died at the beginning of this year dealing with mm. the situation with the miscarriage where they couldn't figure out God, what was going on. So he did. I was like, thank God, you know, with the surgery, like I could have gotten sepsis because it took a month for the whole process to end. And so I understand where you're coming from when you talk about fear. And mm -hmm. also 
being spirited. So being, I looked up spirited and by definition is full of energy, enthusiasm, and determination, which those characteristics are great characteristics to have. It says having a specified character, outlook on life or mood. And to your point, it's great when we have all those things, but it takes more than that. So I would love for you to touch on what is the more that more than just those things that outlook that determination that really helps get you through um protecting myself and trying to protect myself learning the difference between boundaries and being defensive Mm. and um just to focus on the light of it more so if my childlike qualities have survived this far in this world that we live in that we are more aware of but we weren't as aware of as children and we were solely protect relying and depending on the adults around us like if our brightness still stay up to this far then we should continue to try to protect that because it's been many people who have lost their fire their passion, that light, that brightness, don't know how to dust their crowns off, don't know how to pick them Mm. up, don't know how to wear them. And I feel like it's a duty, it's a responsibility, like to, like that's true beauty to me. So one of the aspects of Kamani Moore we focus focus on is beauty. And I've had my, uh, like I auditioned for America's Next Top Model twice. One time they, they told me I was too short. The first time I just don't think it clicked with them or I didn't present myself in a half fashion manner but like okay uh, even with going through those beauty components those are really only teaching me what is true beauty and true beauty is very intentional and mm. internal behavior values character <laughs> so like yeah character it's going over that that <laughs> word and digging deep into what does it mean to step into my role what does it mean to be a supporting role to other people like that's real definitely like i just i don't know i'm just real fascinated that you just we have to maintain our character <laughs> for sure <laughs> Yes. You know, it's interesting. We have a lot of similarities and I always say there's a lot in life that connects us more than separates us. I also I auditioned for America's Next Top Model. You did too? Uh, I did. In Kennecott City? I went, Where? To the, um, I went to the audition. It was at MacArthur Mall in Norfolk, Virginia. In wow. Okay. I didn't know they went to Norfolk. Okay. Yes, I, I feel like it was MacArthur or was it Virginia Beach? It was a while ago. It was, oh my gosh, I feel like it was 2000. Oh my gosh, I feel like it was like 2005. Wow, okay, wow, okay. It was a long time ago for me. And I went and I was was nervous, but I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. But to your point about beauty, oh, this is a whole other topic. I'm glad you went. went. How tall are you? I am 5'9". Okay, yeah, that's, that's great. That's what they were looking. The one season I went to go audition, that they were looking for people like five eight or higher, five seven or higher. Which I'm thinking I'm five eight, but I'm not. Like according to their measurements, I wasn't. <laughs> I 
but you know what? I'm glad that you actually went out and did it because think about Eva. Eva didn't technically meet their standard either, but yeah. she ended up going far and winning the season. Winning. So I think sometimes we might put ourselves in a box because of what we've heard. So like I know I've dealt with, and you had mentioned previously, like um, color. Like I've dealt with my own issues regarding my complexion or whatever. And being too tall, like literally I would shrink myself. But when you mentioned beauty being more than just our outward appearance, but our character and who we are inside, that is so true. And I feel like in today's society, there's probably less focus on the internal and there's so much focus on the external that people are willing to go to great lengths to change and configure their their bodies into what they think beauty is. And right. I had this conversation with someone even about our hair. I was like, why did this become a negative thing if this is how our hair grows out of our head? Mm -hmm. There's so many aspects to that beauty. So I'm proud of you for stepping out and going to audition because even if the requirement said, oh, you need to be this height, the fact that you went shows, you know what, I'm willing to give it a shot. For me, I was always a little bit thicker than most of the women they probably would have selected, but I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot too. So yeah. that's one thing that being spirited has helped with, it seems like, is that you do have that determination, even when, like we said earlier, you may not know how many steps are on that staircase. You know there are some, but you're not afraid to keep walking mm -hmm. until well, you get to that next level. Right. Because we can buy the highlight, but you cannot buy the glow. So, like, we just have to, hmm, just got to pull it, it together every day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You have so, you know what? You know how Oprah would say, oh, that's a tweetable moment. You have so <laughs> many tweetables. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a rapper. Yes. I think it's you say you can buy the highlight, but you can't buy the glow. You need At to all, that girl. Put, uh, put that as a post and then I'll hey, go ahead. Your post. I feel like you follow through. I feel like you're a person who followed through. Go ahead, girl. Trademark it. Honestly, I've never said that before today. I love it. No, so, you know what? I, I think you should go back and because you said a, a lot of. Um, I love how you how you put things, how you word it. So you being a songwriter is not a surprise at all. <laughs> um, and a novelist, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like that. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> um, Hi, Fit fans. We hope you are enjoying this episode. Please be sure to rate the show, subscribe, leave us a comment to let us know how you feel. You can also visit our website at ccamericapodcast.com, which you can follow the blog and subscribe so you never miss an update. So, you know, speaking of being a songwriter and your album coming out. So first, I want you to tell us about Code, um, like the background, the name, and then what can people expect from your new album? Okay. People have said I have been very a very mysterious character throughout my life so far. And I was like, well, <laughs> it's because I do have emotional boundaries. I do set boundaries, but at the same time, I'm playful. I'm very playful. Okay. So, um, I'm going to use it as a transmedia project. And for those who are tuned in, is into entertainment and art and just like pushing a brand forward. 
Um, transmediating is a concept um, similar to Star Wars and it's one more kind of like Sega series that is similar to, but just imagine Star Wars has video games, they have movies, and they have merchandising. And so okay. you can't play those video games unless you watch the movie. So when I originally, um, mm. so with Code, Code is going to be transmediated from everything from the skits that I have on the album to words and things in the song, even on the cover our other album, um, which is still in development, it has this code on there that's called five six eight four six four. And I'm gonna tell you what that what that is. I'll mm-hmm. offer here, but I'm going to you know run contests with people. It's on our keypad. People trying to figure out what word is that by using five six eight four six four. So that's code. That's I, cool. Yeah, I first learned about that term because. Uh, when I first moved to LA and I was writing a CD and then that CD inspired the book that I completed that is up for publishing. And um, so I, it was just a revolving door I had to get myself out of. But when I realized what story where I was creating, I was like, oh, this is a code, like almost like Jay-Z decoded, but this is my okay. set. Like, if you want to get to know me, I put everything in my art. Go ahead. Very nice. That is really interesting and very creative. Very insane, <laughs> for sure. But I'm I'm having a kick out of it, though. I'm enjoying it. It's very nice. It's been crunch time to have that album completed, <laughs> so I'm getting a little antsy. But I'm I'm enjoying myself, really. How's it going? Do you feel like you um you have a lot more to to go, or do you feel like you're in a, a pretty good spot? Just a lot going on. <laughs> I have some room to go for sure. Um, <laughs> but it's teaching me. I'm learning how to procrastinate less and um, enjoy myself. Really have fun. Do it because it's fun. Make that song because it's fun. Not because I'm trying to be the the best lyricist, the best vocalist, because... I know I'm not, and I'm and being able to accept that <laughs> create from the space that I'm in and the space that I'm reflective in right now is something I'm definitely learning to accept and to just operate in that energy of God. You got this because I don't know all the, everything. <laughs> I don't know everything. I think you said something important though with regard to that is when we do it and it's from a place of passion for us and it's something that we want to do, um, then it's easy to keep going. So we may know, like for me, I know I may not be the next Oprah, but I know that I want to inspire. Um, so I do shining, girl. Be the next you. Okay. Exactly. So you know what's funny? That like, your shirt, can you show um the audience your shirt for the people who will see the video in the future or clips from the video? Her shirt says, Be good to yourself, inspire others. And it's so true. You being good to yourself is being authentic to yourself and also pursuing things that you are passionate about. Right. Yeah, it takes a mindset to do that. Like, it takes a mindset to do what you're doing right now. Like, I'm telling you, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed about your uh, timely, like, timeliness. I think that possibly a word. I'm a writer, but I don't know every vocabulary word. But I appreciate, like, 
I can just tell you set those smart goals very specific. <laughs> I, I can tell you know that lingo and um yeah, like it's incredible. Like like I'm telling you right now, you are shining on here. For real. And it's it's energizing. It's uh refreshing. Like you really in your Jordan right now, okay? Like okay, your two three last thing. Okay. For real. Keep this going. Keep this like I'm looking forward to going back and listening to your other shows. Like just thank you. Really in in going forward and growing with you. Like yes. Yeah, just be. I'm a um I'm a I'm transitioning into acting as well. And the number one thing that I learned from acting is be like just be like don't try to take on too much don't try to be this that that just simply show up like we gotta get each one another showing up like this you get me on here today um me staying committed showing up like this this all this matters amen amen to that thank you and likewise so i i'm excited you know what that's another area where we have something in common my background is um, I love this because I was looking for friends all year now. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Yeah, I'm saying I'm like, oh my gosh! So you went to school in Matoka. I went to school in Petersburg, and my focus um, at the governor's school in Petersburg was acting. But everyone thought I was there for dance. It was the funniest thing that I was that's there free for. Slow, acting. girl. <laughs> that's it. It's it, we. Don't you feel like once you enter this? Uh, theatrical world, you just it's everything. Dancing, the connect with people who are lovers of the arts. Yes. Um, and it's really interesting because a long time ago when I wrote down the vision for CC America, I wanted to connect the arts with the inspiration mm-hmm. and try to figure out how to make it all mesh well. So I know you had mentioned like family and other people telling you like, what are you doing? Like you're doing too much. Um, but I would say, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier where you're like, you have to figure out what you need to do for yourself. Um, but I love the fact that you went to the scripture. You were like, you, like this got me together, like figuring out, okay, what is going to get me together? What's going to help me on my journey? Because one thing I've noticed, and I don't know if you've encountered this, but because you are so passionate and you have so many dreams, like even with your album, I'm pretty sure people were like, you're going to do what? Like, what does that mean? Like, how? Like that sounds difficult. Like, how are you going to do it? But if you start to listen to all of those voices, then that will amplify the fear mm-hmm. instead of the faith. At least that's what I found. And then mm-hmm. you'll be like me 10 years later. And mm-hmm. I am just now fully committed to this work. But I literally have my journal where it has August 2010 and I was afraid to move all of those years. So I'm proud of you that it's not taking you that long that you're like, okay, you know what? I want this project to be something that I'm really passionate about. I want this project to touch on all of the different areas that I'm interested in. And I know you mentioned acting. So I know you're what you worked on film. And um, I saw on your page, um, you were looking for um, people to support for your project, um, for your book. So can you tell us a little bit more about Unsaid and also um, the film work that you're doing? Yeah, of course. 
Um, so Unsaid um, is actually my second novel that I wrote. But the first the first book I wrote, I was 16 or 17 years old. I was still in high school and I wrote 44 chapters. This back when we had floppy disks. So I'm not. Oh, wow. So that's commitment. Young, but not that. So I wrote this 44 chapter book. I had maybe one or two copy of floppy disk, but I was a very creative, messy, artsy kid. Stuff was just, I didn't have that organization. Okay. So like we all had laptops for the most part in my high school because they issued them to us. Um, So I would email my book like, oh, read this. I print out one copy. Um, I didn't, I just didn't know at the time what that I what that was and like my mother mm-hmm. has always said well she might I believe you're right now um she because she'll get these I mean I know God uses our parents and stuff to speak to us as well so I, I can remember um being in college and she came in with this article she was like see I was reading this and it was like in the music industry the writers get paid a lot more which which is I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but writers are really just now getting the credit and the pay and the recognition that they truly deserve. But even back then, they were saying the writers is what makes it. So leading up to Unsaid, Unsaid is a book that I started on in 2015 with a song. I have a song on my SoundCloud right now, and it's called uh, uh, He Got Money. But he came by love. I, I don't really know the name. I think it's he he came by my love or something like that. Uh, okay. Like a reference to Diana Ross because she's one of, I love soul singers. Oh, okay. So Motown, everything Motown, that's me. Like, so Diana Ross um, inspired a song. And I, it was, I call her Joy. And I said something about Tiana. And I just kept naming these characters and telling the story. And I was like, this is a book. So me and my best friend who, at the time, it's a manager. We went in there, um, her and a few of her friends from LA Film School, we put up this three trifold poster and we were just taking notes like, oh, the story can be this, the story. So I had, I had friends, okay, at the time, real creative other peers beside me to even get the foundation of this book. And then every step along the way, I had accountability partners. It got nice. to the point where I had someone checking in, like, hey, send this chapter this month. Um, keep it moving, keep it going. So Unsaid, right now, I would say it's a it's a book, it's a story on Black love, Black economics, uh, mm-hmm. just really coming together as a Black community. But outside of those pages, the words on those pages, this is a book of unity of commitment of collaboration because really before finishing this book last year on november 23rd um at 11 20 like 24 p.m oh the night i finished that about a year or so ago when i finished that book it was the greatest release the greatest relief that i had accomplished in my 20s in my entire life up until this to this right. point and this was a four-year-long project and i just know like when it comes to us as women and we have babies and stuff you just know it's like supposed to be this many months and this is the outcome of you get but starting young creating right. like you don't you don't you just look forward to the dream you just you just like you can get somewhere but when you get somewhere and you reach it it's like ah, thank you but it's yeah. work after that <laughs> 
work. <laughs> it don't stop there. But just to get to that point, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful and thankful you are allowing me this space to talk about this because it is real. And it is something that I had to go through so many of my personal battles and challenges mm-hmm. to finish that book. Like those characters, they I lived with them. Yeah. Like, so just to be able to step away from that story world and see outside of myself, outside of my head, I'm thankful. It sounds like it was a really interesting journey of self-discovery. And you yeah. mentioned that earlier when I asked, like, tell us who is Kamani Amor. And as it just seems like like you have mentioned before, there's layers to it. So what I'm hearing is Shima is multifaceted. You've gone through things in your life. There's people that you could, you've allowed yourself to connect with, whether you've met them or not, that there's parts of their story that really resonate with you. And then even something that you said earlier about realizing like, you know what? Maybe I'm not so much of a nice person. And it, it's funny because when we have those <laughs> self-realizations, it's like, wait a minute. Well, it, I have to fix my heart? What does that mean? Right. It set me down because I truly, one of the gifts I have is love. Like, I, it's one of my gifts. And some I felt more drained when I wasn't operating in that gift. You know, like having that fear. Okay, so mm. I wanted to talk to you, talk about that. All right, that whole fear of death thing, like, we really only have... That is the number one fear, no matter what your fears are. If you, you have a fear of spiders, it's really because you're afraid to die. Like, it's like, oh, if I get bit, I get poisoned, I'm going to die. Or that fear of um, annihilation. I believe I'm saying that word. Is that how you say it? Oh, alienation. Um, when people, yes, that's it. When you're okay. like separating yourself. Yeah, so those are our two fears, death and being separated or being isolated. But in solitude is where we really discover how to face our fears, how to face our shortcomings. And like, we we discover who we truly are. So like, um, excuse me, is that background too loud? Oh, I can hear something, but now I can't hear it. Okay, cool. So, um... It's, it's, yeah, like, it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's really uh, something to marvel about. Like, I'm just still in, I went from, a, it, it took me on a process to realize that these fears are very real, but they are not real. And they can't continue to stand in my way because if I can look four years back and be like, I survived or they survived because a lot of times my fear is very external than it is internal mm-hmm. because I do have childlike uh, characteristics about me that sometimes I'm not in reality per se all the time, within reason, mm-hmm. within a level of sanity. Right. But <laughs> I do have that privilege to uh, explore i do have that privilege to dream and we all do right but i choose to use it i choose to grab on that opportunity and but but yeah like you were saying also about it being other people's stories resonating with me no doubt in my mind i could not be writing these stories i could not be writing these songs or anything else that i do artistic if it right. wasn't for other people yeah and i know you had mentioned um you know previously in terms of even us just talking in your bio, being an advocate for youth. But I love how you mentioned like being childlike, but it's not in a, a bad sense. It's like, oh, you know what? Being childlike, you have faith that 
when you step into a certain level, we start to, we get in our heads, but like when we're a kid, like I look at my daughter, she's just fearless. She does whatever she wants to do. She's not worried about anything. And there was a point I was like that. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because so many of us, I think once we get to a certain point, we know too much and we're in our head. So it stops us. But you mentioned being a youth advocate, really wanting to help people um, with autism and also Alzheimer's. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah. Okay. So about three years ago, um, I just was really drawn to the whole, like, why was our our women in our race and our cultures facing Alzheimer's Mm. so much? And then I realized we go through a lot of mental traumas and we try to suppress memories and we don't have a place to always put those reflections that we gonna have those thoughts that scare us, like truly brings us to our knees. And it's like, well, I know when I put my fear into my art, my mind has stayed clear. And when I have that Mm -hmm. moment to reflect or cross paths with somebody I'm supposed to be memorable with, or, you know, stand in front of an audience and speak my story because I have to recall it. And every part in my brain don't want to recall everything because everything did not feel good. Like, so Mm -hmm. I think that's a link to why we suffer from this disease is because our, our, we, we are not always talking with other people who know that our brains are elastic and that they supposed to stretch, not shrink. Mm -hmm. They only shrink because we are not filling them. Um, So Mm -hmm. I met this Asian um, woman who was telling me that there are facilities where there are studies that creativity is like, correcting the um like kind of reversing alzheimer's in the same way because because that autism spectrum most millennials we're on that that spectrum somewhere like whether it's here and we're genius this area but we don't know how to communicate or we don't always have the quick language for everything or we Mm -hmm. Don't, I don't like to say this after being able to work with young adults with autism, but high functioning where you're still driving, you're still carrying right. on with a normal life, but you have those insecurities with you um, or those little pertinent, uh, spunky things about you. You don't quite understand them. But again, movement, physiology, getting that energy flowing, not being trapped here, not being trapped here, like tapping and all of those things that was, it, it frees us up and our community has it has downside has always been lack of information and lack and the will well we have will but like knowing how knowing the liberty and how to move or how to create or when to be goofy and when not to be because as you said we start right. to know too much not knowing we know nothing at all and those are just little oh. small things we're highlighting very right. small so what's really going on and trying to save our people. <laughs> that's that's real, R-E-A-L. And you mentioned <laughs> the highlights, which is the reels, the R-E-E-L-S's that mm-hmm. we see. And most of us are highlighting those things. But man, that just even, I feel like we can probably have like three shows out of this one because <laughs> you, yeah. you touched on a few things, like the mental anguish that people go through by just being 
So like you're trying yes. to be, but for people wow, right? who never experience it, they don't understand and they might think, oh, you're overly sensitive or, oh, why is that such a big deal? And it's like, no, like that really did create some type of either mental roadblock or that stopped me from doing X, Y, and Z. Or like they may not even realize it. Sometimes the words or the things we're seeing, like we think about everything we've seen in the media today regarding race relations in the United States. What they don't see is that for someone, they're not achieving everything they could achieve. They're not contributing to society at Mm -hmm. the rate, I guess, they could be or at the level that they could be because there's all these doors being shut. There are some people who have the mental fortitude to keep pushing through, but then there's others who are just like, this is too much. And to your point, people go through so, so many things that others don't know. Um, And even as you mentioned with regard to the autism spectrum, um, for millennials, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are probably like, they, they may characterize things differently because they don't understand it. So Mm -hmm. I'll use myself as an example. When I was a kid, I remember, I believe they wanted to hold me back in like kindergarten um, because I was like really hyper and I guess I just didn't catch on to things as quickly. But then fast forward, when I graduated, I was the valedictorian of my class at the governor's school. Wow. Those two don't connect, right? It's because learning is environment. Uh, It's environment. We need the spaces to be able for our minds, for our hearts, for our souls, our passion. you like I remember when I was in middle school. I wanted to apply to go to the government school. I had great hardworking parents. Works work to this day, um, but they so not but but so they weren't they weren't always aware of how to push me in everything that I said I, in my mind that I wanted to do. Like without mm-hmm. being vocal about it, but I didn't know how to vocalize everything because. I didn't have the language for everything. They're teaching us astronomy, uh, me astrology, no astronomy, science, biology, math, these numbers, this, this, and this. And we're learning a language, a very set one, a very limited one. So that's why, like, I, I mean, I've been blessed. I'm sure you as well have crossed paths and had opportunities mm-hmm. way early. Like I, I, I remember uh, just being able to go to leadership conferences, boys and girls clubs, uh, teen centers, being able to even ride my bike, like the movement of freedom. Yes. Yo, I can remember getting that government school. I tell all my government school, Petersburg, Appomattox Regional Government School, yes. because we end up connecting back in life. Um, I was in high school, um, 11th grade. I had this math teacher, name is Marsha, I love her. And her daughter went to the governor's school and she was like, my daughter's in a play. And I was like, wow. She was like, cause I, I talked to her about wanting to go there and she was like, well, come with me. And she kind of like took me on her wing and she introduced me to her daughter. And then her daughter friends became my friends and look, they're my class. So I end up going forward in the arts with these people. Every that initial group that I met from this government school, every step of my career up until this day has had some type of input in it. Uh, from wardrobe <laughs> to telling me about myself, because theater students are hilarious. <laughs> just I just love it. I just love to be able to connect with you. Um 
I don't know your age, but I kind of feel like maybe you know of one of my cousins. Like, I just feel like very family oriented. Oh, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I realize we know quite a few people. Um, yeah. We have quite a few connections in common. And I saw you were um, in the Grind and Pray, um, the most recent commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I was how, like, oh my gosh. I was like, there's shit right there. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, well, yeah. How um, Uriah, um, one of the owners, one of the primary owners of that brand, um, in about two years ago, I came back to Virginia um, and we made a song called Loan, the one that you shared yes. along with Post. And yeah, that changed a lot. That song really helped me step in a whole new voice. I'll be forever grateful for how, um, mm. how mouse. Yeah, but our, well, yeah, you probably definitely know Arquisia then Green. I think y'all. Yes, we were all in school together. Um, we yes. went to ARGS together. Yes. So yeah, Grand Prey. How like I love him. I love the brand. I, I'm thankful and grateful to see him and his family flourishing. The, the commercial was a trip. I wasn't it wasn't necessarily supposed to be in a commercial. I just showed up in my uh nice. for my brother and he just gave me an opportunity. I think that's dope. I yeah, I saw it um online and I said, Oh my gosh, it is such a small world, but I'm glad that you were uh, were able and open yeah. to interacting with other people. And I just thank God that my grandmother was like, Oh my gosh, you two need to meet. And yes, I'm so Shout out to your grandma for being the connect, okay? No, but just shout out to your grandma because your grandma was in a whole town decorating for Halloween, okay? Shout out to the whole Pocahontas area and all our family that holds it down yeah. out there because I was really riding through there because I've been in a very grounded mode since I've been at home for so many months consecutively in this pandemic and just trying to right. find the closeness and the togetherness and just to see our city though, just to see people still mm -hmm. coming outside, still living and still pushing forward. That is really a blessing. Um, yeah. But not only a blessing, that is really fulfillment. Like I was happy to see it. I was like, yo, what can I do? Like, I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even know if I wanted to help or not in the moment. But once I got the car and she was talking to me, I'm like, how, this lady and all this warmth, like, invite me she to her Like, yeah, I was like, I'm one of her. Like, I have someone to look to, you know, like, I have, like, really wisdom out here, like, real people out here that I can appreciate. Like, that was dope. Like, I'm not going to forget. Well, I think it's awesome that you just stopped to help because I was in the house. Um, I was in the house with my daughter. And then my grandmother was like, you need to oh, come girl. outside. And I'm Don't so glad it. that we did it. Yes. <laughs> That was the primary purpose. You see how God works. I, I love God. I love how you do it. He does work it out. It's, it's so crazy. Um, I just, yeah, I'm grateful. And it's crazy that we never met before, but I think it was just the timing of like when I yeah. left. And I know you had mentioned like, okay, what age are you? I'm 36. So okay. I okay. am. So I probably left. I had you left. Look so good. Ever. You look so good. Thank you, too. No, I love it. You too. <laughs> Yeah, I think I probably had left the area when you used to come over to your uncle's. So I didn't get a chance to meet you, but I know I've met some of your cousins. Yeah. I probably uh, played with them. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> yeah, because see, 
my like I've been to Pocahontas Island reunions, um, but we moved to like Matoka, Chesapeake, Ettrick area. I we moved. Well, my parents' house is on Rural Road, so we okay. went right. It's right there, you know, right at the island. But we're not in Petersburg, so yeah, they they definitely probably had a lot more experiences in that area. For me, I really haven't had a conversation with my uncle um, Richard yet. But I hear so many marvelous things about him. And oh, yeah. I, I would like to open up a museum and everything. And I, and I have people who work in film. So when they tell me when they connect to Petersburg, sometimes they go and talk to my uncle for the filming and stuff down there. And I'm like, wow, I just, I would love to make mm-hmm. that connection. I just soon, I hope, you know, with yeah. everything going on, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity of being able to like sit in his light because yeah he's a wealth of knowledge um on the island stability that longevity gives me hope because i feel like i've been flying for some a while now (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which um i do have another question for you what would you tell other and i called you a goal getter reason being i was like you were out here you were you're going for your goals so even though you could very well just stop and be like, okay, this is too much. Or you could have listened to the people who said, oh, you know what you're doing too much. Or like, what do you really want to focus on? But what you're focusing on, it all ties together. So even when you talked about um, Alzheimer's and autism and youth, uh, it all ties together because you talked about the creativity and things as simple as riding a bike, things that we don't think about. Physiology is very healing. Move, stretch. Breathe, shake, let it go. Seriously. <laughs> oh, I need now. I need to work on that because I know a lot of times I sit and I work and I work and I work. But when I met That's you, I was like, "How is she doing this? Like, how are you doing all this stuff at one time?" So, for other goal getters, what advice do you have about setting goals and finishing well? Um, reevaluate where your bar is. That bar that we set for ourselves internally and externally don't hold it there uh start limboing some things getting a little flexible about some things because we may yes we are capable of jumping over it up here but we can like also you know let it grow with us and at our pace Mm -hmm. and the you know with our heights that we would like to reach so that's number one evaluate that bar you set for yourself that whole stigma of, oh, you set the bar too low or you lowering your bar. If it's going to save you, lower the bar, remove the bar if you have to really incline mm. your mountains. And then the second one, and one of my most important things is be smart. That smart goal language is for real. Be specific, uh, specific be measurable. Mm-hmm. Make sure things are attainable. Make sure they're re- relevant to what you really want to do and what you really got going on. And be timely. Like, I love that. Like, because punctuality <laughs> is one of the things where I know my inner D will really get the, <laughs> get the show on her, <laughs> get the show on herself. But um, when it comes to my personal goals, if I can at least show up and set a date and a time with those and stick to them. And if I need to raise the bar on, like, oh, I can get this done in two days. Uh, actually, let's lower that bar. I need a week. I may need two weeks to do this, but I'm going to get it done. And it's going to be very much mm-hmm. more quality for it being realistic and relevant to what's going That's on true. than 
me just throwing some out and seeing if it seeing if it stick as cliche as that is. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> well, smart, um, evaluate that bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's easy for us to do that, especially for people who um, are multidimensional and like doing things in different ways. Like I know for me, I love the arts, so I'm trying to combine. Even on my website, I have mind, body, and connection because mm-hmm. all of those things are important for me. And so I do try to connect, you know, everything. And mm-hmm. so it's like, wait a minute, how can I keep this? How can I be reasonable and still achieve those goals? So I, I think you hit the nail on the head. So before we wrap up, I did have one more question for you. What are three words or phrases that come to mind for you as you close out 2020 and enter into 2021? Okay. My three words all year have been light, accurate, and upbeat. And I'm going to close the year, though. The rest of the remainder of this month is going to be all about you, Noah. Beautiful thinking, well mind. So I'm mm-hmm. light, accurate, upbeat is my three. But that one I'm going to close with is you, Noah. Beautiful thinking, well mind. <laughs> I like that. Well, I am so grateful for you taking time out of your schedule to join me here tonight and chat. And I know this won't be the last of our conversations. I'm sure we'll have plenty of offline conversations. Yes, in my phone. In my phone because maternal health is real. And I'm moving into that part, that stage of my life and, you know, family and things like that. And um, one of the things is that it's so many different forms of miscarriages that a lot of us who have been sexually active have experienced in life and we don't even know. So some of those remnants, I don't know if that's quite the right word to use, but some of that trauma or some of those things or those chemical things that has happened in our body, we carry that energy and right. we may not have released them. So we may be going through spiritual symptoms of things that we didn't even know we were physically going through. And, um, yeah, so I definitely would love to do some type of panel with other like other women in that profession and just other mommy brands that I know for sure because that's real. And that would be I'm awesome. grateful that you're here and I'm grateful to see you because black maternal health is real. I was even a breech baby. My mom, I oh, heard wow. her voice just the other day. She was like, Well, yeah, and the doctor was I was so protective of you because the doctor was saying I you know, I didn't even know uh you were gonna make it. And it's just like, that black maternal health, women of color, shades, we go through things. See, yeah, that, oh my gosh, you're right. I, so I will have to schedule that because yeah, the uh, pregnancy journeys, and actually one of the past episodes, um, a message from mothers, I touched on a little bit of my pregnancy journey and I was I messaging. I, I saw it and I think I, I commend you and that's courageous. Doesn't matter how many other women that a woman may hear speak of it. The light, like we, this is real for real. (laughs) We might not make it out of that delivery room. Right. And like just the courageousness and just the bravery and just, you know, moms, moms are everything. Moms are the world for sure. Yes, yeah, so I, I definitely um, think we can have that conversation. And it's one that we definitely need to have. But then being advocates 
Um, and like how you you noted, um, even in your bio, being an advocate for the youth, being an advocate for those um, who can't help themselves, being an advocate for individuals with autism and Alzheimer's, being an advocate, being an advocate for your community, um, yeah. meaning being able to help uplift and inspire and encourage other people to have the conversations and being yourself. Like I'm yes. glad for the shirt that you wore. I'm glad you were able to. Um, just talk about being authentic and being you. And you mentioned that in the beginning, even before we started the show, you said, you know, you just wanted to be authentic and real. And yeah. I think we've definitely done that yeah. here today. And I'm, I'm really grateful for this time that I've been able to spend with you. Um, and I typically will always close us out in prayer. So yeah. I would like to close us out in prayer. And yes, then, I'm here for it. <laughs> and okay, then, um, I love you in the, uh, the uh, company of other believers for sure. Yes. Let's go. Amen. Lord God, we come to you now giving you praise, glory, and honor. Lord God, I thank you for Shima and her testimony. We pray that you would bless the Kamani Amor brand, that you would bless her, and that you would allow her light to continue to shine to all those who need to hear her message, to be inspired by her life and her testimony for the things, um, like in her novel, the things that are unsaid, Lord God, that you would bring them to light and allow her to minister to people through her gifts and her talents. We thank you for blessing us to be here today, this time of fellowship, to be able to talk, to keep it real, and to really be able to highlight how our lives have gone, but then also showing the power um, of having Christ in our lives and having that faith that allows us to inspire and transform and be better. Yes. For everyone that will listen to this show, I pray you will cover them and their families. I pray that you will cover Shima and her family, that you would bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, and that you would keep her and her family safe, her friends safe, that you would just continue to keep them uplifted and keep them going, even when they may not be able to see the the stairs and know what the next step should be, but know that they are ordered. We thank you for this time. We thank you for her light. And we pray that you would allow her to continue to shine. And for anyone listening to this show, that you would allow them to receive what it is that you would have them to receive. Allow them to be blessed by this message and let us just keep on keeping on. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. That that scripture that got me into Virginia to really start my community work was Isaiah 6, 8. Send me, Lord, I'll go. So thank you oh, so much. Thank yes. You. Amen to that. And um, and you know what's funny? Mine was Hebrews uh, in 2013 that actually was the catalyst for me to move. So it was Hebrews 11. Um, and actually, you can start at 10, but Hebrews 11 and 10, uh, 10 and 11 is all about faith. And it has so many examples of faith in the Bible. And I was like, you know what? Why am I not doing the things that I should do? Um, or not should do, but the things that I feel that God has laid on my heart to do. Because the one thing that we sometimes forget, and the Bible says it, a light cannot be hidden. Um, like we try to hide our light sometimes and even if we're like crack if we feel like I'm a crack pot he's like well like let your light shine there um I actually sent it to my sister-in-law because she has a podcast now shine your light with TJ and I sent and it's in Matthew I what think it's it actually Matthew now, 5 let me um let me get my it. light with TJ that's the podcast yes that's her um her show is shine um shine your light with TJ but I sent her um, a scripture 
and I wish I could. It says shine, let your light shine so before men. Um, so like essentially they would see Christ. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to give it to you because that was one that I saw and I said to her and okay so Matthew 5 so I got the chapter right Matthew 5 verses 15 and 16 it says let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven okay yeah in Hebrews 11 the very first verse says now faith is assurance of things hoped for a conviction of things not seen and then throughout the whole chapter it's all about faith. And in verse six, it says, and without faith, it is impossible to be well-pleasing unto him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that mm-hmm. seek after him. So I think sometimes yeah. when we, when we walk. Rejoice and be glad in it, for sure. Amen. For sure. So we have to keep walking. So I encourage you, boo, you got to keep doing it. Hey, girl. on you. And I am you counting on know. you as well. <laughs> Be we're, in light, in it, we're in this together. We're in it together. Iron sharpens iron. And we have to, like you said, we have to encourage each other. And literally, that is what this whole platform is about, is how can how can we help uplift each other? Because I realized more and more, as I started looking at season two for this for the podcast, I said, you know, I know so many people who have amazing testimonies, who have real life situations. And you know how earlier I mentioned the reels? Like I posted um, about real life. We just see the highlights in people's lives. We don't know, oh, they were homeless. Like you mentioned with Marvin Gaye. People don't know what was going on behind the scenes in his life. nine times last year. I moved around nine times. Oh, wow. Yeah, within this year. And it was very hard, very challenging. I know we touched that much on it, but we'll talk. We'll have to run it back. (laughs) Nine times? nine and moving one time for some people will make them have a nervous breakdown because it's, it's a change like yeah. that change does something psychologically where it's a lot so yeah. i can't even imagine doing that nine times in one year yeah i just like even now like being in atlanta my thing was like oh, i'm gonna come here for 30 days but like god keeps speaking to me like just just root somewhere now because I've grounded you internally. It's okay for you to, you know, like settle my feet real for a second. That's a good place to settle them because I'm thinking, I'm like, you're around a lot of places where you can go ahead and get that message out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you <laughs> never know, you might be writing songs for a, a, a TV show because there's a lot of people down there, AKA, um, Uncle Tyler, I sent him a postcard a long time ago, probably like 2012. And I said, you know, he didn't respond. I sent him and Oprah one. I said, one day they're going to know who I am. Yeah, <laughs> I sent I'm them gonna, a postcard. I'm going to text you some when we like end this <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, um, I just really thank you so much um, for everyone listening. Definitely. Um, before we wrap up, I have to tell you how you can connect with Kamani Amor. Her website is Kamani Amor. K-I. It's constructions. It's but it was good. Thank you, but it's broken links on there. All the oh. content is not on there. Okay, so, got yeah, go, to that, go to that website. It's under construction. It says that. Yes. So <laughs> I, I go live and update the site sometimes, uh, you know, a way to like teach people how to website bill as well. 
Nice. Okay. So, AKA, what you're saying is, don't judge her. Yeah, don't judge me. That's exactly. <laughs> she is a work in progress, but yeah. we're all a work in progress. <laughs> um, but definitely check out her website. Actually, you know what? How about let me let you do it? Let me let you tell the people how they can connect with you. What? Oh, well, she is right about it in www, w, I think that's three w.com. So my name as it's, as it's shown on here. Um, I have Twitter, Instagram, love more KI, love more key. I have Facebook, which is Shima Latrice, but I don't want y'all going to get confused on the difference of names. That's like my <laughs> personal, my personal stuff a little bit. But you're welcome to connect with me and follow me if you're on Facebook more. It's Shima, S-H-I-M-A, Latrice, L-A-T-R-I-C-E. Awesome. And she also has her artist page, Kamani Amora, also on Facebook. So (laughs) she has a lot of things going on. Looking forward to um, code being released. I got it right now. I apologize. You're probably like, what is she talking about? No, it's cool. It's cool. Remember those baby names I was telling you about? Like Cody, like it's cool. You know, in my head, I was thinking of a name, but I'm glad that you clarified it for me. But I'm looking forward to seeing how we decode the code. Um, I love interesting, wonderful, beautiful year ahead. Amen for that. Black woman in the arts and entertainment. We're gonna claim it. Yes, that there will be a definitely a shift and that we will just stay protected stay safe stay healthy um in jesus mighty name claiming it yes oh speaking of covering psalm 91 just a heads up for you or anyone else listening i'm gonna reflect on it i'm gonna take that in i'm gonna re-go to it and i'm gonna meditate and discern on that for a week thank you for saying yes that. that one is um one that throughout this pandemic i've been really focusing on it. Granted, there have been times where I've kind of fell off, but yes. So definitely make sure you all connect um, with Kamani Amore. I am going to post the links. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I will post the links. This episode um, is going to air live on December 13th. And I will also be adding information about Kamani Amore on the blog so that you will have multiple ways to find out about her and connect and also on Instagram and Facebook. So please uh, definitely connect with both of us, follow her pages. Um, The CC America podcast is at CC America LLC on Instagram and then also CC America LLC on Facebook. And you can also follow my personal page, which has all of the information to Maria Jordan. So on that note, you all have a blessed week and have a good night. See ya. Good night. See you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. Please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. And follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. Be blessed.